When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast, and this is going to be our weekly preview where we kind of focus ahead. The 49ers have the Chargers, the in-state somewhat rivals, the Los Angeles Chargers now. And so we're going to be going over injury updates, roster updates, scout time with Clayton. Our resident scout's going to be joining us. He's been breaking down their film tendencies and all those things. And then we're also going to be going through C.J. Beathard and just his time last year, strengths, weaknesses, stats, all those kind of things, what to look forward to. So without further ado, let's jump straight into it. And man, we have been active. <laughs> it's been a very active week, not only with the you know Jimmy Garoppolo injury, which we did officially place him on IR. He is done. Now, obviously, uh, with the new rules to the collective bargaining agreement, we could bring him back after eight games, but there's 0% chance of that happening with his torn ACL and MCL issues. Usually, you're looking at nine months. Now, the, the problem is with his knee injury is if the MCL is torn, usually what you have to do is you have to wait for the swelling to go down, which can take anywhere from two to three weeks. And if that is the case, you cannot perform surgery on the ACL until that other part goes down. And all this does is delay the nine-month timetable. He should be fine (laughs) for kind of what we're looking for. Something to kind of pace yourself with is Dalvin Cook last year tore his ACL during week four and so he was able to come back week one obviously play against us so it's pretty typical especially for the younger guys and you add to the quarterback position uh, that that shows you even more so if you look at Carson Wentz and what he went through he didn't get hurt until almost December so and he was poised he made his very first start this week so he should be fine Jimmy Garoppolo for next year but the longer this waits, this means he's going to be kind of out for training camp, definitely mini camp and all those things. So just keep an eye on as soon as that surgery date is set, I will update you. And that's when we start our clocks, uh, basically nine months from that point. So we called up Nick Mullins from the practice squad. We all love Nick Mullins. We saw him a lot this preseason and just was absolutely amazing. He's our number two now. And there are some financial considerations to our salary cap with this as well. Jimmy Garoppolo will not be receiving his roster game bonuses, which is pretty significant. He was due 611000 per game, 
Uh, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. We, we front loaded his entire contract, and so that affects us a lot this year. That's going to roll back a significant portion back into our salary cap that we can roll over next year. So bummer for Jimmy that he misses out on that money. But um, spoiler alert: he's not going to be hurting financially for a long time. Now Nick Mullins being called up from the practice squad, he was due one hundred seventy thousand. That's for the entire year. Ouch. And now he is going to be receiving 425000 So uh, props to that guy, you know, an extra 255000 That's awesome. Well-deserved. Pretty excited to have Nick Mullins. And I'm telling you this right now, if I was a betting man, Nick Mullins is going to take some snaps at some point this year, whether that's because, uh, one, we just need to get him reps. We are down or possibly up, hopefully up by so much or even an injury so uh, just Nick Mullins is somebody to watch Kyle Shanahan came out today in his press conference and said that he has no interest in trading for a quarterback so these are our guys we had a handful of vets come in Matt Moore Tom Savage a few other players and TJ Yates different players that have played with him in the past Kyle Shanahan and you know we haven't signed anybody yet it seems like Tom Savage is the favorite which just makes me want to throw up a little bit but uh, it is what it is. Uh, this, this is where we are. So anyway, now let's jump into who practiced today and who did not. Uh, right off the bat, Matt Breida with his knee was a limited participant. I do think that he is going to be playing Sunday. If you remember, he had that big scare where it looked like his hamstring or his knee kind of hyperextended his knee. Uh, he was limited, so he was walking around just fine, no limp or anything. Did some individual kind of skill stuff, but nothing too special. He should be all right. Marquise Goodwin, another limited practice. Shouldn't be a big deal. We're just trying to get him fully healthy. He played in the game last Sunday. He will play again. Akilo Witherspoon, maybe the brightest news, is he actually had a full practice. His ankle and hip have bothered him since the preseason. Um, and we need him healthy more now than ever, especially with Richard Sherman out. So Richard Sherman, as I said, is going to be out for a while, maybe two to three weeks with his calf. He did not practice. Man, we are hurting. Uh, Joe Staley got a vet day. No big deal there. Chiquisky Tart, another member of our secondary. He also did not practice with his shoulder. Friday is the main day with all of these, but just something just to keep an eye on. Uh, Mike Pearson did not practice, but shouldn't be a major concern. Uh, he limped off a little bit late in the game, but he is just as tough as they come. Joshua Garnett with his toe, still not practicing. That kid cannot stay healthy. And Adrian Colbert. So from the, our starting secondary... Week one, Colbert, Tart, Witherspoon, and Sherman, all four are out. Um, so our entire starting secondary is currently injured. And, man, th this is the 2018 season. Now, we made some additional changes to our practice squad. We had three spots to fill. One of those spots was because Deshaun Hall, our defensive end on our practice squad, he was signed by the Texans. So that gave up a spot. Then we called up Nick Mullins. That was another spot. So that's kind of where we're at. So we signed... Three players, Ryan Dallaire, um, he is a defensive end, 6'4", 265 pounds out of Towson. Now, he's interesting because we played against him in the preseason uh, with the Colts, and he had two sacks and a fumble recovery against us. So <laughs> we've seen him. And again, these are guys that are just long shot players to keep an eye on. I doubt any of them will get called up outside of injury. He has three and a half career sacks. He's played in 15 combined games for the Colts and Panthers. He's probably the biggest, most well-known guy. We also signed Christian DeLauro to our practice squad. Six foot five offensive lineman, 280 pounds. He's a tackle out of Illinois. 
hasn't really had any game experience or anything like that. But again, we are struggling whenever it comes to tackle depth. So we're going to keep trying to turn this practice squad over until we find somebody that we're comfortable with. So who knows? And then Dexter McCoyle. Uh, 49er fans should know about this name. He's been with us before. 6'4", 220, safety out of Tulsa. Uh, he's been with us for a while. So we brought him back. Now what I want to do is just take this time to talk about what C.J. Bether did last year. You know, I mean, we got him in the third round out of Iowa for the Hawkeyes, and he was an instant fan favorite. Everybody fell in love with him over Brian Hoyer to start the season, and we all wanted him to get in. And whenever he got in, it was pretty rough. Probably his most substantial stat, uh, he played in eight games. He went one and four in his five games as a starter. So he only started five. His big kind of stat is 19 sacks. Uh, you take 19 sacks in 18 games, that's just bad. Uh, it's really, really bad. Now, I, I went through and I watched every single sack today uh, on game NFL Game Pass. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie, 11 of the sacks he took within the first two seconds. That is not good. And you can't put that usually on the quarterback. One thing that he is deficient in is recognizing where the blitz is coming from and adjusting the line calls. That's Hopefully, in his time working with Jimmy G, he was one of the better best at that. Hopefully, he can make those adjustments, and this will be something that will be improved. Uh, and again, our offensive line is way better than last year. We have 60% new starters. The only starters that we had last year that are back is Joe Staley and Lakin Tomlinson. And you could say, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's been taking a lot of sacks. Yes, he has. Well, his six sacks that he took, you know, not this week, but last week versus Detroit, those were, you know, those were all over four seconds. He didn't take one sack under four seconds. So just something to keep in mind. It's 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 somewhat related, but not quite. Now, his stats, he went 123 attempts for uh, 123 completions with 224 attempts. So that's a 54% completion percentage, which is bad. 1,430 yards, that's okay. Four touchdowns, six interceptions, that's bad. Another thing that he is kind of a problem with him is he gets the ball tipped a lot. A lot of people get their hands on the ball. And he's got a quick release, which is interesting, but he telegraphs where he is going to go, and you can kind of predict whenever he's going to release the ball, so on and so forth. So that's been an issue. One of the positives that people kind of forget, and again, if you, if you haven't already – Go subscribe to my Twitter, JL underscore Chapman, JL underscore Chapman. I'm going to be doing a coaching film, and I will be breaking down. I'll be going over some of the film highlights and just kind of showing what he's good at, what he's bad at. I've got about 12 clips that I'm going to break down, uh, kind of coaching style with the mouse cursor and all that stuff. So head over there. That is there. Um, and also, here here's kind of the negative thing. <laughs> you, you know, I talk about his rushing ability. Uh, 26 rushing attempts for 136 yards. He had three rushing touchdowns, and they weren't just give-me's. They were scrambles where he outran linebackers and cornerbacks to get to the end zone. Only eight quarterbacks in the entire NFL last year in 2017 had more rushing uh, touchdowns and he didn't he only started five games so yeah cam newton only had six <laughs> so just something to keep in mind he is very very he's not fast he's just kind of gritty and tough and that's who he is he only had one game where he finished over an 80 quarterback rating and that was the, his win against the giants where he had 123 qbr but yeah, most of his games sacks kill your qbr so do turnovers so hopefully he can kind of limit those things 
And before we jump on with Clayton, these are kind of my keys to winning this week. One, uh, I got four things. And I, I tweeted these out earlier, and nobody's arguing with me. I like it when people argue, but they're not. One, we need to rush for 150-plus yards, uh, which I think is 100%. Like, we can do that one. This is the easiest one. Number two, we can't lose the turnover battle. We can tie it. We don't have to win it. But if we do not commit more turnovers than the Chargers, we have a chance. And Phillip Rivers is a very turnover-prone quarterback. He is amazing. He will be in the Hall of Fame eventually. His numbers are insane. But he does have a tendency to kind of turn the ball over. And so so hopefully we can force some of those. Three, Buckner has to get two-plus sacks. Uh, two sacks or more. And he is going against Dan Feeney, who I think he has a chance. Dan Feeney is a great run blocker, not the best in pass pro. So I am very excited to watch that matchup. I'll be watching that every play when we're on defense. And the last one, under seven missed tackles. 49ers are leading the entire NFL in missed tackles, and it's not close. Week one, we had 14. Week two, we had 12. Week three, we had 17 missed tackles. This is awful. So we have to limit those yards after catch and yards after contact. And if we can do those four things, rush for 150 yards, don't lose the turnover battle, battle Buckner two-plus sacks, under seven missed tackles, I think the 49ers can come away from a win here with a win here. And that's kind of what we got. We're going to be jumping over to Clayton now. But before we do, I want to talk about our sponsor, my bookie. Love these guys. I'm not the biggest betting man, but whenever I do bet, I bet with them. They have so many options, fantasy, over-under, spreads, you name it, you can bet on there. And what sets them apart is that when you bet and you win, which hopefully you do win. I'm rooting on you. <laughs> um, they pay you. So you win, you get paid. It's very easy to get money in and out. And they are very reliable service. They've been around for a very long time. And you don't have to worry about it. There's zero risk involved with the actual site itself. So uh, head over there to MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and use the promo code RUSH100, R-U-S-H, 100, no spaces. And if you use that, they will match your initial deposit dollar for dollar. So you put in 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks free um, to gamble with. So that is there. Head over there. Uh, we appreciate their support and just want to say thank you to them. Uh, that's MyBookie. All right, without further ado, let's head over to our stud man at Kado, Kado, uh oh, he's going to get mad at me. At Kado Clayton. So, just like every week, we have our resident scout, Clayton, with us today. Clayton, how are things up north, buddy? Good, John. Good. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to chatting some 49ers Chargers action. Yeah, uh, I was so excited about this game, much more so earlier on in the year, but this is the nature of football. We lose guys and we move on. And actually, right now, it's kind of rough because the entire four starters of our secondary and our starting quarterback are all injured so hopefully we can get some of those secondary guys but without further ado let's jump into the chargers i'll put my 49ers hat away as best i can <laughs> the chargers man so real quick walk me through just kind of where they are right now as far as just the Chargers season uh they're one and two on the year uh, lost to the Rams last week, 35-23. to 23. And they were, as far as their defense goes right now, they're ranked 28th. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's the thing. This is kind of what the Chargers' MO has always been. They put up a lot of points. They put up a lot of yards, but they give up a lot of points, and they give up a lot of yards. And yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be losing to the Rams this year. They look really, really good. So, one yeah, and did. two. 
just like us. We have similar records, and they got a couple key injuries, namely one in particular. Tell me about Joey Bosa. Well, he's been injured. Uh, he's already been ruled out for week four. Yeah, I saw earlier today they released it might not be until week eight that he is yeah, able to about play. A- yeah, I saw some about a month or something. Yeah, and then uh, this is the thing. I, I bet you they were wishing they would have put him on IR and brought him back, but it's what it is. The Chargers and the 49ers, these might be the two most injury-riddled teams in the entire NFL. The Chargers every year seem like they are just missing key parts, and the 49ers are kind of joining them, so maybe the curse of California. But <laughs> let's jump into defense, the the Chargers defense. So w- walk me through just a couple stats. Um, you, you gave me kind of their ranking. What are they putting up per game, or really what are they allowing per game? Well, John, they are allowing a ton of passing yards. They are averaging uh, about 213 yards per game and giving up eight touchdowns in the last three weeks. Jeez, eight touchdowns. The yards aren't too, too bad. I think that's somewhat reasonable in today's NFL. But, yeah, the eight touchdowns through two weeks, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully we can move the the ball The rushing yards are a a little high, though, I find, too. They've given up about 120 yards per game with two touchdowns. Oh, and if you listened and paid attention earlier, uh, one of my keys to the game is the 49ers to get 150-plus yards rushing to win this game, which I think is possible. Yeah, I I mean – even if I think Brito will play, he is hobbled a little bit with his – he hyperextended his knee last week. But I think he's going to play. Again, Matt Brito, I'm going to keep saying it on here. Tied for the NFL rushing lead with Ezekiel Elliott. Let's get that guy the ball more. So what are the strengths of this Chargers defense? Well, their, their run defense, um, although they're giving up over, over 120 yards a game, they have only allowed two touchdowns to opposing running backs. So – they're obviously uh, stopping at the goal line and doing a good job of it. Well, that's good because we have a terrible goal line offense, <laughs> and we are bringing in our backup quarterback. So that's okay. And it seems like their weakness is just that they give up so many yards. Not not so many yards, but so many touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. So hopefully we have a good game there. Now walk me through their scheme, and this is something 49er fans should be somewhat familiar with. Well, it's a, it's a classic 4-3. They run exactly the same defense that the 49ers run. It's a cover three, single high safety. Oh, Gus Bradley, man. I mean, that's a thing. Gus Bradley and Selah, they were in Seattle pretty much the exact same time. Same philosophy. Very, very similar. And so it's going to be interesting on both sides of the ball because uh, it's easy to coach against what you play. It's going to be very, very familiar. So walk me through just a little bit more. Do they have any blitzing tendencies or kind of where that is? Well. When I was looking up over some film or looking at some film, I just noticed that Bradley has this containment philosophy for his defense. Okay, what do you mean by that? So he seems to run his defensive line in three in a three four concept on first and second downs, where he his defensive lineman he doesn't want the def- defensive lineman to penetrate, but rather control the gaps while the three linebackers control and play and contain the play. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. They want to occupy the blockers up front, let their backers run free, free, scrape, and make plays. But on passing downs, they're turning them loose. And that's whenever they kind of change their entire philosophy. And it turns into a penetrating, go get the quarterback at all costs. But again, whenever you're down Joey Bosa, a potential defensive player of the year, that kind of hurts your scheme a little bit. You know, I, I'd be willing to say you got Philip Rivers and Joey Bosa. Those are the two most prized possessions. 
and, and but he's out. So who are the two key players that you are kind of we need to watch out for? 49ers fans need to highlight these guys and say, all right, if these guys have bad games, we're going to be okay. Rookie safety Derwin James and linebacker Kaiser White. Both rookies, um, man. <laughs> yeah. J- James has been lights out this year when targeted. Seven targets he's had. His catch rate's 42, 42.9% on those seven targets. So he doesn't give up much. He gave up. He's given up three catches for 13 yards this year. And, and I'll say this. You know, I was on the NFL Express pod. I do another one as well with Charles over there. And I was handing out uh, awards after three weeks. Derwin James is hands down the rookie defensive player of the year so far. Oh, two he's sacks. Good. He's very good. <laughs> he's got interception. Uh, I mean, he is just two pass breakups. He's got a touchdown. He is all over the place. And actually, if you go to Pro Football Focus, and if you look at their rankings, he is their highest rated player for all of the Chargers, not just rookies, not just defense. He's their number one guy. Uh, he is balling out and is an absolute game changer. Um, He's good to watch, too. He just looks bigger than everybody. Like, you look at him, and you're like, who is this guy? And the fact that he's a rookie is just insane. And then we got Kaiser White, um, who is Kevin White's little brother, another rookie out of West Virginia. Absolute freak uh, physically, just like his brother. Tell me a little bit about him. Well, he's he's probably the most targeted on the team. He's got a 60% catch rate. He's given up nine catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. And, 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 I mean, that's the thing. He's the linebacker that kind of comes in on passing downs, and people are trying to exploit them, but he's playing really good football. You know, hopefully Kittle can take advantage of that there, and that would be a mismatch in our favor, I think. I would prefer Kaiser White on our tight ends or slot guys and a little bit less Derwin James, but we'll see here. Now, he's really aggressive. Hopefully we can take advantage of him with some play action or some double moves. Um, now, what about players that we want to target on the defense? These are guys that we can definitely have some success against. Two guys come to mind as well. Cornerback Desmond King. And as much as I love this guy, Denzel Perryman. Dude, Perryman like is let, a beast. Yeah, like, you know, when I came up there in the summertime, I uh, took in Chargers training camp for a day. And that guy is by far the most fan-friendly player I've ever I've ever met. Huh, how Walked cool around. is that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Walked around, made sure, uh, made sure everybody he was playing catch with everybody down the line, and that's pretty cool. And played catch with the wife and the kids, and of course looked at me and just didn't even hand me the ball. But that's yeah. okay. <laughs> I, was vi- I was videoing. There you go. He was doing scouting reports on you, man, just like you do on him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, these are guys that we can definitely exploit. Uh, their defense, you know, a lot of people I had top six defense before the year started but they have not lived up to expectations so a few things that we kind of need to do we need to limit our sacks we need to make sure we don't turn the ball over and we're going to have a chance there and run the ball against this defense so now let's put on our other hat let's jump over to the other side of the ball man obviously philip rivers is the freaking man here and has been for a very very long time but let's go over some strengths, just kind of quick strengths and weaknesses of their de- their offense when our defense is on the field. Well, their strengths clearly they have weapons in their passing game. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, yeah, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams again, another young guy that he's out there lined up against NFL players, and you're just thinking, why is this he's guy huge. playing with middle schoolers? He yeah. is just an absolute. 
behemoth of a man, 6'4", 220 at the wide receiver position, and he is jacked up, man. He is just gigantic. Uh, and weaknesses, what do they do poorly? Tell me there's something they do bad. Well, also, I just wanted to point out as well, their O-line is pretty decent. They've only given up five sacks in the last three weeks, so... <sighs> Whereas you know we had we gave we had six sacks against us in one week. Um, yeah, you're going to have to get there. You're going to have to get after them. And, and that's another thing. You know, one of our deficiencies as a defense is we don't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback outside of DeForest Buckner. We need DeForest Buckner to play well. So uh, here we go. Let's focus on their good. The things that we need to watch out for. Who are a few guys that stand out that we got to just say, hey, if we can limit them. We're going to have success and have a chance to win this game. Obviously, Philip Rivers, if you if you can get pressure on him, I think you guys have a good chance. Also, you got to shut down the run game with Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and the thing with Melvin Gordon, man, is even if you load up and stop the running game, he's so great out of the backfield. He'll, yeah, uh, he'll catch a pass and run a touchdown. Now, I will say this. If there is any type of thing that our defense is built for, you know, our linebackers, our rookie linebackers, just an absolute freak. Fred Warner, and uh, obviously Reuben Foster. I think we do match up very, very well with this type of hybrid kind of all-purpose back that is Melvin Gordon. And so this is one of the concerns. I'm not too worried about Melvin Gordon. Maybe I'm wrong there. I really think the area where we are very weak at is our secondary. Our secondary. We might have the worst secondary in the NFL (laughs) when Richard Sermon's not out there. And going up against Keenan Allen, and Mike yeah. Williams, goodness, do you? I, I haven't had a chance to look at any stats. Can you walk us through kind of the numbers they've been putting up? Both, both very well. Over seventy percent catch rate for both Allen and uh, and Williams. G- Gordon just—he's got a seventy-seven percent catch rate as well. So efficient, rushing very touchdowns. efficient. Yeah, oh, yeah, very, very, yeah. And, and the thing is that you know you got Keenan Allen, who's maybe one of the best route runners in the entire NFL, and then you have Mike Williams, that is just like a perfect deep threat. Very similar to kind of Kenny Galladay build and play style. So it's going to be interesting. Now, now, give me something bad, man. You, you said lots of good things about their offense. Give us something that we can kind of target and exploit against. Well, you can exploit there. There's a couple guys. Their guard, Dan Feeney, offensive grade is a 29.2 on PFF. Ooh. And his pass blocking grade's at an 18.6. So very terrible numbers and that's the thing buckner's going to be lining up all over that kid all day Uh, i really like dan feeney in the run game um out of indiana i remember grading him out i really liked him in the run game but uh he's very heavy footed and he gets his feet out or his weight out over his his feet and gets off balance which will not bode well for him and some deforest buckner swim moves so i'm hoping man buckner can keep us in this game i'm telling you right now he is the key to stopping this this offense, so hopefully he will he will ball out. Um, is there any other closing remarks or people you want to go over, Clayton? That you can maybe some uh, hidden nuggets that you got for us, buddy. Just their tackle, Sam Tevy. He mostly lines up as a right tackle, but he's uh, he's allowed five hits and nine hurries and fifteen quarterback pressures on the year. So that's another uh, Jeez. Way, way, way to get at him. If only we had some edge pressure. This might be <laughs> I don't know, man. Hopefully somebody will step up. Cassius March, I don't think, can do it. Solomon Thomas can if he gets the snaps, and we will just have to wait and see. But um, really appreciate your time, Clayton. And real quick, where can everybody follow you on Twitter? Everyone can follow me at at Clayton. That's at C-A-D-I-E-U-X Clayton. 
Very nice. And also, if you are a fantasy football player, Clayton is putting out some amazing articles each week over at Eat Sleep Fantasy. That's Eat Sleep FF. Uh, on Twitter and eatsleepfantasy.com. Head over there. If you want to get better at fantasy, I love reading his articles. He beat me two weeks ago in our fantasy league, so I appreciate that. I crushed you. You did. It wasn't even close. It was pretty bad. Not even close. I I, I was embarrassed. I was very embarrassed. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for your time, man. Much appreciated. And let's go get a win. I understand things are down with Jimmy Garoppolo out, but the 49ers are always strong, faithful then, faithful now. Have a great week, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.